and welcome back to another episode of Scranton Talks Podcast. I hope you enjoy your time with us. Are you an aspiring filmmaker? Do you love film? Or are you new to filmmaking? Scranton Talks is definitely the podcast for you. It is full of inspirational, informative, and fun talks with other filmmakers about their projects and their journeys. Scranton Talks is part of the Independent Film Creative Hub. Based in Scranton, Pennsylvania, host Luz Cambrales and myself, Desiree Zielinski, founded the Independent Film Creative Hub, which is geared to help filmmakers reach their potential in becoming successful creative artists. I'm sure so, so glad you can join us again for another episode. Uh, Luz and I have been busy doing projects and film projects and working and things like that, so we haven't had a, an episode in a while. Uh, but Luz herself did sit down with our guests for this episode on her own because I was on vacation that week when she wanted to do it. So she took um, the pilot seat for this episode. But there's a couple things I wanted to remind all of you. Uh, if you have a film you want to submit to the Northeast Pennsylvania Film Festival, we're still accepting submissions through November 15th of 2023. If you go on Film Freeway and look for the Northeast Pennsylvania Film Festival, you get all the details and submit your film. The Mystery Box Film Challenge is also still going on. Uh, we did pass the regular deadline on November 1st, but you can still submit your challenge film up until November 20th. If you go on Film Freeway and search Mystery Box Film Challenge, you can get all the items and prompts and the requirements that you have to use for this year. You can submit your challenge film there. Um, this year it's going to be a one-minute short film, so if you have a one-minute short film idea and you use all our items and prompts that we give you, you could be shown at the Northeast Pennsylvania Film Festival under the Mystery Box Film Challenge. Um, we have submissions already, and they look pretty, they look awesome. Things are good. I hope we get more up until November 20th. But for today's episode, Luz had the chance to sit down with Tierney Violet-Joyce, Zach Sprouse, and Marie McGuigan um, back on September 25th. Um, the three of them were all performing at the Scranton Fringe Festival in 2023. They all had shows and performances that they were doing. So Luz sat down with them. And had a nice chat about their creative journeys and their shows and their performances and what it was like to create these wonderful masterpieces. So I hope you sit back and relax and enjoy this episode where we talk with Tierney Violet Joyce, Zach Sprouls, and Marie McGuigan. I'm very, very excited that uh, you're all here today because you all have a very unique uh, artistic style. And I want to talk a little bit about that and just sort of how uh, it really empowers artists around here. Uh, Maureen McGuigan here, she is an advocate for the arts and she does a lot of things uh, in the arts uh in the arts around this area, but today she's here as an artist. Uh, so she's gonna show us a little bit more of her side uh, on that. In uh, SAG, uh, I mean, I've known SAG for a little bit of time, but when I met him, I mean, he is a talented musician. And when I mean talent, he has a lot of talent. Uh, so we're, he's gonna show us a little bit more about that side and just what it is, uh, uh, what kind of brought him to this area and to do that. In uh, Tierney, I know Tierney for quite a bit. Uh, more on the performance side as actress, but today she is a talented perform performer. She does a lot of theater and musical performance, and today she's going to talk to us about her show uh, that she's going to do at the Scranton uh, Fringe Festival. So we're going to start with Maureen uh, right at the top, and just uh, again, Maureen, thank you so much for coming today and taking the this evening during the week, you know, out of your busy schedule to just talk to us about 
about uh, you as an artist. I just want to thank you for putting this together loose on a, on a Monday evening. So we, we really appreciate your, your press and support of the art. You're very supportive of the arts in this area. So thank you. Yeah. It's interesting to be on the other side talking about the art. Um, I am by day a arts administrator. So we're lucky in Lackawanna County, we can fund artists. I, you know, know Zach and Tierney has been part of our programs before. Um, so you know, I feel lucky, but a lot of people may not know that I start out life as a poet. Well, <laughs> I grew up with poetry in my household and that was always my first love. My dad was an English teacher. My parents were very supportive of the arts. Uh, so writing has always been a big part of my life, going through high school, keeping journals, um, doing poetry, then branching out a little more into theater. When I was, I moved to San Diego after college, and then I got an MFA in creative writing, focused on playwriting, but always dipped in in several genres. So when I moved back to the area about twenty years ago, I was, you know, Scranton. One of the reasons I stayed is it was you were starting to see a lot of arts happen more. I mean, there'd always been an arts present, but like I started doing stuff at the AFA gallery. Uh, there was a real energy behind, you know, trying to start more arts and did some theater and did uh, a couple documentaries. So <laughs> worked as a poet in residence uh, for the NEIU 19, where I'd go into classrooms, a poet and playwright, teach kids. So I feel in some ways that's really benefited my work now because as much as I'm an administrator and a grant maker, I, I know what it's like to be on the other, other side and, and be an artist. So I don't know, a number of years have passed since I've done anything solely creative for myself. Uh, certainly, I think a lot of my job is creative and I get to work with a lot of talented creatives, but I hadn't really written anything. I mean, I started a blog, but I don't know. I just, something inspired me to say, I want to put something together and do it. Kind of just talking about my life and the, the crazy thoughts I have, I guess. <laughs> maybe trying to connect with other people who have crazy thoughts and uh it's a little different than I wouldn't actually call it a one person show I, I really actually got sort of interested in stand-up I I really have been drawn to humor because I think humor is very healing at least for me throughout my life especially dark humor uh I have no stand-up experience <laughs> but the, the but I just thought that genre of storytelling but then it kind of merged actually more maybe with a traditional solo show uh but I'm playing myself and I'm not actually acting out the characters but I'm embodying them so the the topics a little morbid but not real I think it's an important one so I've always been fascinated by that big question what happens to us after we move on or, you know, death and, and how does that help us live our lives better? Uh, so, but I, I, again, I want to look at it through a humorous and joyful way, even though it's really scary and hard to talk about. So there's a lot of experiences in there that actually happened to me and I tie it to my life. There's some that are made up and some that are exaggerated, but I don't know. I just wanted to share my thoughts. And, and a big part of that is trying to connect with the audience, uh, increasing more dialogue about it, just making sure we don't all feel alone. Hopefully people will laugh. It's not up for me to decide. But so I, I forgot how hard writing is. I thought I would be done with this in like, <laughs> like a year max, write, perform. But uh, yeah, it, it's been humbling. Uh, I have a great dramaturg, if some people may not be familiar with that word, that's somebody who basically 
is honest with you about your script. So my early draft, Alicia Grega, who's directing it, she's like, there's potential there, but there's not enough emotion, not enough story connection with the audience. And that was great advice. So that's when it became more about story. So several drafts, 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 you know, here I am maybe two, two and a half years later. So, so I'm really excited. Very, very cool. So, so your show is going to be, uh, we can expect a lot of poetry or is it more of a um, monologue? No, no, it's it's too much. no, excellent question. Cause I do love poetry. I like to think parts are poetic. I think there's always poetry always runs through all my writing, but it's, I, it's more like vignettes, uh, some monologues. I try not to go on too long, but so there, there's definitely an arc. I think there's a journey that the the character, aka sort of me, goes through. But I would say it's it's more like storytelling monologue, going from one place, going on a journey, but maybe more of a subtle one. Very cool. And I'm going to show the dates in a little bit and just talk about uh, more about where people can actually go in person and sit down and see this performance. Um, so we're going to go move on to SAG. Uh, SAG, uh, you are uh, a talented musician. Uh, and maybe I'm not saying that right. Maybe it's not just musician. I know you are also a composer, but you be the one to tell us more about uh, that. Uh, maybe a little bit about yourself and then sort of how you're bringing all that into your show uh, this uh, coming next week. Yeah, so... Uh... Uh, yeah, I don't know where to begin. Um, <laughs> um, so I've always been a musician. Uh, and I started piano lessons when I was a kid and never needed to be forced to practice. And uh, so I'd, I went to school eventually in college for music and kind of cut my teeth working for churches and uh, did a lot of uh, leading music in churches, but also arranging and doing some composition there. And then it was really in a season that started about eight years ago or so that uh, a, a really difficult season for me um, that I started writing uh, specific kinds of songs out of my experiences. They were all instrumental, uh, piano based, but also for some strings, string quartet, string trio. And um, over time, uh, that became a whole catalog of songs that I've been sort of finessing and working on and finishing up and things like that uh, over the last eight years. And then uh, about a year ago, I started releasing those songs and I went to the Scranton Fringe to see if I could debut the whole package of songs. And um, they invited me to do it. And uh, so this will be the first time that all my songs will be performed live with a string trio and uh so each song to uh share a little bit more about it each song um tells a story um i don't use lyrics it's they're all instrumental songs but i intentionally write them in, in a way that they have a linear arc to them and they tell their own story you can feel yourself progressing through something as you listen and then they're like chapters. Each song is like a chapter in what is a larger story that I'm calling All Beginnings Are Hard, which is actually a phrase, the first phrase in the book In the Beginning by Kayan Potok. It's a novel. And it's very much a story of a kid who grows up um, in a very difficult set of circumstances. and um, But in a set of circumstances that are kind of you know, like what a, a good novel does, 
that we all can kind of identify with that, you know, growing up, whether it's literally as a kid into an adult or whether it's as an adult, having lost a major thing or, or everything, having to reinvent yourself, having to grow up in a sense all over again. Um, that's kind of the story that all my songs are telling all together. So yeah, I'm really excited to have this opportunity. I think the venue is going to be perfect for it. And I just had my first rehearsal at the string players yesterday and oh, the best You're string players. <laughs> it's just even better than I was expecting. It's really going to be a really cool experience. I'm really excited about. Very, very cool. Well, I can't wait for that. And I, again, I'll show the dates in a little bit. Uh, Tierney, um, so we have worked uh, personally on several projects together, but uh, you have, I mean, you're only 16? Yeah. 16 years old, uh, this girl. And she has uh, performed in a lot of theaters around the area. She has done plays. Uh, but most importantly, she loves to sing. And she sings pretty good, very good, uh, once you see all her stuff. So tell us a little bit more about you uh, as in, in this short period of, of life that you have and what you have accomplished and kind of what your goals are as far as uh, performing. And because uh, I know you've gone all the way to New York City. So that's, you know, pretty a good accomplishment. Uh, so a little bit about that and just kind of how that ties into your show and what you'll be doing at the French Fest. Um, yeah. So. I've grown up in the arts my whole life. Uh, I've been very fortunate to grow up here where the arts are so alive um, and so connected. It's I've been very fortunate. Um, and I do go to the city um, now and again. Uh, it's It has some great venues and some of my favorite places I've performed have been there. Um, but there are so many songs that I just like I'll sing like while I'm like doing the dishes or cleaning the house or just like in my room doing homework or something. Um, I'll just be singing all the time, never ending. My parents have gotten so used to it. They basically tuned me out. Um, but my mom was kind of urging me to post on YouTube more to like get myself out there more um, to like kind of like get myself ahead of the game. Um, and I was very uh, hesitant to do that. I, um, I'm i not the biggest fan of being the center of attention. It kind of scares me. Um, but eventually I was like, okay, what if I post one video every week for a year? Um, and that's how we came up with 52 Mondays. There's 52 Mondays in a year. Um, so I think we're on 38 right now, which is crazy that there's that many songs that I like. Um, but when we saw the Fringe was having the festival again this year, which I've been in the Fringe Festival multiple times before this, uh, my mom was like, oh, what if we do a cabaret? Just you. Um, and that is like huge nightmare, um, like terrifying uh, for me. Um, but she she got some of my friends to talk me into it and some of my mentors to talk me into it. Uh, and just knowing that so many people in my life have that much faith in me um, and would sit through just an hour of me singing um, kind of pushed me over the edge. Uh, and so I applied to the Fringe, not knowing if uh, they would accept it. And they did. And they were just so kind about it. Uh, it was really, really heartwarming. Um, so I'm really excited, but I'm also really, really scared. Um, and I have uh, Stephen Murphy 
accompanying me and playing piano. Uh, he's amazing. I just worked with him at the Scranton Shakespeare Festival. Uh, so that's how I found him. And I have Latoya Martin singing with me for one of the songs and my sister Chloe singing with me for one of the songs, um, which is I Know It's Today from Shrek the Musical, which I actually performed with my sister in Times Square with the Broadway Green Alliance. So it's just uh, a lot of like good, um, I don't know, just a lot of good stuff coming together, a lot of good people coming together. And as much as I hope people will come out and see it, I'm not really doing it for anyone anymore. I'm kind of just doing it to have fun and to say I did it at 16 years old. So uh, it's all a little scary, but I'm very excited. No, 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 and and that that makes makes a lot of sense, and, and it kind of that's that's really good because that's gonna tie into my next question for for everyone. Just sort of like, uh, just how Tierney said that, like you're putting yourself out there, right? You uh, have your professional life, uh, but you also have your artistic side. How do you deal with just putting that out there because it's a little bit more personal, right? Uh, being an artist is very is very personal rather than commercial. Uh, so when you do that, um. Uh, Maureen, like just for you specifically as well, just because how do you put that aside from your professional part and in, in, in giving yourself out there, uh, as your art, you know, for um, on, on a show that you're kind of vulnerable, right? Because now you're showing a different side. How do you deal with that? Great question. And Tierney, I'm scared too. I wish I had another three months. <laughs> but, you know, if it was three months, I'd be like, I wish I had another three months. So, no, Luz, I think a lot about that. This show's very personal. And like I said, it deals with some heavy issues, um, you know, mental health struggles. So, yeah, this is probably in some ways some sides of me that people aren't familiar with and some difficult topics, but I don't know. Again, I think we're all vulnerable. And I think when other people put themselves out there, we, we can find that connection. I feel like I'm okay sharing these sides of myself. It's authentic. Right. Um, I think many of us are afraid other people don't think like us or have those feelings. When I did the reading, that was sort of an experiment with just my uh, friends and family, but you know, it was vulnerable too. But I, one thing that made me hopeful that this would work is that people came up to me and they're like, wow, it really, really made me um, feel something or I appreciated that you were talking about that. So, so that showed me I was hopefully in the right direction. And uh, I'm not doing this alone. Like I said, it's kind of nice to work with other people like you have both talked about, uh, I have my friend and director, Alicia, and we're also going to add projection. So she's helping me get, and then I have a local musician, uh, Jason Smeltzer, who I'm very grateful has just really wanted to be a part of it. So I think having that support is also very nice too, when you're putting yourself out there. Right, right. Because you have that collaboration from the people that you trust and mm -hmm. that you know are there. And kind of like Tierney said, at, at this point, like I kind of just want to do it for me. Uh, yeah. People come. If people come, I mean, they'll get the best out of it. But uh, if people don't come, then you know they don't. Uh, but you got it. Uh, so that's that's a really good point, especially for artists out there that are really trying to think of if they want to do something. And and that's mm -hmm. always hard. And and it, and it brings us back to all beginnings are hard. Uh, so it kind of goes uh, with uh, Zach. You your uh, theme of now you're trying to bring um, maybe all this stuff that was there before by putting it all together into one. How do you deal with that part of, of, of yourself as an artist? Um, 
Ask me in a few years when maybe I've figured it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think art, good art, fundamentally is honest, and I think a good artist makes something and then presents it in a way that is that is honest and that is true and that tells the truth about something, um, and that's really hard to do. Um, I remember. The first time I performed any of these songs in front of people was just before the pandemic. Uh, There's a little like house concert thing that I was a part of and I performed a few of the songs and I was terrified. And because it was the first time that I was basically letting people in on uh, something, something that I'd never, never let people in on before. And so I think... You know, the, after that, it's always been easy. The first time was the hardest. Um, but I just, I look at the artists out there that, that do that so well. And I find it so compelling. And I don't find, I don't I don't view them as like, oh, that's so embarrassing that they're sharing something so personal. Or how weird are they that they struggle with that? Or, you know, I never think of, look at them that way. I only look at myself that way. And so that kind of perspective, I think, helps a lot. Um, you only you only really reach people when you're being honest about yourself and about the way the world is. And I think when you start to get a taste of like doing that and seeing how it affects people, then then that really helps. It heals a lot of the fear. I think uh, I don't think the fear ever totally goes away, but. Um, that's what being an artist is. So mm-hmm. um, I guess that's part of the struggle that an artist deals with. So, no, and, and that makes sense. And, you know, how you say, ask me in a few years. It, it's true because, you know, like uh, uh, Maureen says, you know, maybe in three months, I'll say, I need three more months. But then in three months, you're going to be like, I need three more months. Uh, so just doing it and putting yourself out there, I mean, does say, say a lot about you as an artist. And, and, and it's great for people that, um, are listening uh, to this podcast and just saying, you know, I want to start something, but I don't know where. Um, we obviously know around this area, like Tierney says, you know, we do have a lot of artists that are doing the same thing. They're trying to collaborate. And just the idea that your shows, all of you are collaborating with other artists. And uh, I mean, that's that's really what it's all about as well, um, because I think that we as artists sometimes need that, uh, you know, constructed uh, criticism. You know, someone telling us, well, that kind of works, but it doesn't work for this. Um, so that will be my last question just before uh, I put all the dates and just where people can 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 come and enjoy the shows. Uh, how do you deal with the collaboration part of it? And also you're sharing your work with other people and just finding the right um, the right crowd uh, to really see your vision so you can put it out there as well. Uh, I think that's that's a major one for artists that sometimes we don't know how to work well with others, but sometimes we need it. So I'll start with uh, whoever wants to take that on. Oh, well, <laughs> sorry. Did sorry. anybody else? I, I think for me, I, I've always loved collaboration because I think it helps you see in a different way than maybe you are. Like I love when people 
give me insight and make me think and expand my view. And that's what's been great about writing this piece as I don't even really consider it my mind. It's as much as Alicia and Jason's and the audiences, because they're, when you're doing a live performance, they are part of it without them, you know, it wouldn't really be a performance. So I think I love the brainstorming process. You know, you may write a draft, but then, you know, you get together with your collaborators and you really delve into it and somebody might mention an idea that you hadn't thought of. And yeah, I'm, I'm very open to critique and changing it because I think that makes it better. I just feel like it's almost like a collective brain, if that makes sense. And I mean, of course, sometimes if you don't want to change something, that's your right as the creator. But I often find a lot of times it's much, much better. And I pr- appreciate that honest feedback. I actually have um, an anecdote that uh, pertains to Maureen about this. Um, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, when, Maureen, when you and I met for the first time at uh, Black Watch Cafe, uh, we ran into Joy Zavada. Oh, right. So I scraped our team. Yeah. And you introduced me to her. And I was currently working on, a, I was in the studio working on a song that I just released last week. And, but when I was working on it, it was really missing something. And I thought, I looked up Joy's Instagram and some of the work that she's done. And I thought, oh, she would, I think her sensibilities would be perfect for this song. So I invited her into the studio, sent her the song, had her kind of listen to it and sit with it for a bit, and then invited her into the studio Mm -hmm. to sing vocals on it and just offer her sensibilities without any prescription or anything like that from me onto the song. And it was like exactly what the song needed and really took it to like a whole new level that I never could have on my own. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess for me to answer your question, Luz, um, I think if, if you view your art as a gift, uh, first, a gift to your to yourself as the artist, but then as an artist, a gift to the world that you're giving out. Then you're not like holding on to it like it's your, like it's mm-hmm. yours, and and it's not something you have to protect. And in that sense, then to have input or collaboration or partnership with other artists just makes the gift even better. It, it turns it into a gift for everybody that's involved. And then a much more uh, rich gift to give away to your community. And I mean, I experienced that with Joy in the song I just released. She really like owned it and came in and offered something. She offered all of herself to that moment and something that I never could have offered. I'm not Joy. I don't sing like her. I don't think like her. I don't have her artistic talents. And it turned into something so much better than it was before. So to me, that's kind of like a, a big piece of that is just viewing it as a gift. That was beautifully said. And it reminded me in my piece, Jason Smeltzer said, we need a gong here. <laughs> I would have never thought, you know, so I know what you mean about somebody bringing, you know, never thought about using a gong in the show, but yeah, that was a great story, Zach. Thanks. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, And Tierney, I'll put you on the spot for this one just uh, because you do have other friends that are helping you or that are maybe making your show a little bit more, uh, you know, of 
uh, a different layer to your show. Uh, how do you uh, deal with that uh, at such a young age? And also dealing with, uh, you know, um, uh, maybe friends that are very close or siblings. Uh, just, you know, kind of give that take on, on your experience. Um, yeah, so I've always loved working with people. Uh, I mean, growing up doing theater and performing arts, like musical theater specifically, it's always just been like a we're all in this together kind of mindset. And I love it. I have no complaints about it. Um, and with this, uh, the only person I'm working with that's relatively close to my age is my sister. Um, and I'm okay with that. I love working with my sister. I love my sister dearly. Um, Everyone else I'm working with is an adult. Um, so it's it's weird to not be working with kids my own age, uh, but it's I know I can trust these people um, and I know that they do good work and I know that they do professional work. Um, so I've worked with my voice teacher on like the set list and what I should sing. Um, and she had some great insight, um, some more professional insight than I would have had. Uh, I worked with Latoya Martin, who's absolutely amazing. She's fantastic. Um, then Stephen Murphy is also absolutely amazing. A brilliant piano player. Uh, he's played for me like once or twice before. That's it. But I just, he's phenomenal. He like becomes one with the piano. It's great. Um, and then uh, Anthony Laura uh, was one of the people who really convinced me to put this up. Uh, and he put an ad out on Broadway World for me, which was crazy. That was really weird for me. Um, so I love working with all of these people. Um, if I could include more people, like if this, if this was a cabaret with like my friends too, I would hop on that immediately. Um, I just want to include everyone, uh, and share everything. Um, so it's kind of weird having to share this, uh, myself, just myself. Um, but as much as I am the only one technically performing, I have so many people behind me who are helping me so much. Um, so I'm not doing it alone at the end of the day. I'm not. And I'm very happy about that. Um, and I'm just very grateful for all of these people. So it's 52 Mondays, the cabaret, September 30th at 3 p.m., September 30th at 7 p.m., and then October First at 3 p.m. And you can go to the Scranton French website and be able to uh, buy those tickets because um, they're selling fast. I think you're going to get a lot of people. I'm definitely going to be there, uh, you know, supporting you and hopefully a few friends uh, of mine. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing uh, that. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. So Maureen, uh, your show uh, is going to be... Uh, it's Remember You Must Die, and I did add a tagline of comedy. It is at the Scranton Cultural Center in the Junior Ballroom. Oh, great, great. And uh, the dates that we have here, uh, October 5th, 8.30 p.m., October 6th, 8.30 p.m., October 7th at 4 p.m., and October 7th at 8.30 p.m. I can't wait to uh, see it. In uh, Zach, uh, so we have your show, Full Beginnings Are Hard, on the 29th of September at 8.30, the 30th of September at 2 p.m., 30th of September at 8.30 p.m., and October 1st at 2 p.m. I really do hope uh, everyone watching the show can go and support our local artists in this area. Um, without the support, uh, I mean, really, that's, that's all we have, right? We have other artists in audience, and this is why we do things, and they're putting themselves out there for for them, for you, and just for, for the love of art. 
Uh, so if you can make it, uh, please, please do. Uh, if you uh, want to uh, learn more about the festival itself, uh, Scranton Fringe Festival is scrantonfringe.org, where you'll be able to see the program. You'll be able to see other artists as well that are in the show, uh, and you can see sort of the variation that they have. Um, there is going to be also a film festival uh, as part of the festival. Uh, so if you're into filmmaking, uh, which you should, uh, you'll be able to see some performances there as well, some good good films. I want to thank all these artists uh, for coming here uh, and just making this happen. Um, I think everyone uh, that's watching, uh, they're, they're going to get something out of this, and hopefully it's motivation. Hopefully it's something for them to put themselves out there. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, I hope you all have a great night. Uh, and again, um, for those out there, you can follow us on Facebook uh, or you can go to our creative have that where you can find more about uh, how to become a member and be part of this community uh, where we can make sure that we're all connected, whether it's filmmaking, music, uh, or painting, arts and crafts, anything that's art-related, that's why we're here. Uh, so thank you again. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Scranton Talks Podcast. Um, be sure to stay up to date with all that we have going on with events if you follow the Independent Film Creative Hub on our Facebook page and Instagram account. If you miss any of our live talks, you can look at them and watch them on our YouTube channel as well. If you would like to be on our Scranton Talks show and share your journey or projects with us, you can send us a direct message through our Independent Film Creative Hub Facebook page and Instagram account and we'll get back to you for a best date and time to have you on the show. Um, be sure to visit our website, ourcreativehub.com, where you can sign up for our directory. It's free for you and for you to enjoy. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Scranton Talks podcast. We'll see you again soon, and that's a wrap.